1: think again.
2: We were talking about litter on beaches there a few moments ago and reading this morning that families could be forced to abandon their second car from outside the house. This is if higher level carbon emission targets within the agricultural sector can't be agreed and aren't met and uh, it's this warning is actually coming from senior government figures. There's been lots of reaction to this today. Seamus Boland is the CEO of Irish Rural Link. He's on the line. Seamus, what's your view?
3: Um... I'm sorry, I missed that. Would <laughs> that, you? Be, connection. We, yeah, I no problem be at
2: ever. all. <laughs> would, would you? Would you be willing, Seamus, to give up the second car? Yeah. If the agricultural sector uh, don't meet their climate Look, targets,
3: our, our view on the second car is very, very straightforward. Uh, in rural Ireland, you can't. You know, it's not. A luxury is a necessity. It's a necessity for a number of reasons. Two parents, if it is a two-parent family, may need it because both have different jobs. Uh, Also, you have a situation where children are being brought to schools or bus pick-up points in the morning, and rural roads are not exactly places for walking on, so you need the car for that purposes. Or you need the car for a range of social Uh, services whether it's sports or drama or stuff like that so it is just simply not uh, a luxury under any circumstances so uh, the answer would be no I don't want to give up the second car Uh,
2: Hannah's on the line as well in Limerick Hannah you uh, you're a farmer um, and a journalist is this a solution get rid of the second car
1: I really hope that that isn't actually what they're thinking because it's, it's it's idiotic I mean that doesn't that affects farm families as well I mean what they're looking at is redistributing so say if agriculture didn't meet the minimum level of 22% reduction in carbon, carbon emissions and um, over the next couple of years that you know potentially would have to cut off somewhere else but Why aren't they looking at energy? If I was a farmer in England, the solar panels that I just put up, the excess electricity that I make, I would get paid for that. Whereas here in Ireland, we still haven't got that system set up. And how many shed roofs? You know, people listening, going on their holidays, even around Ireland, driving around, they see agricultural shed and farm buildings. If you go to somewhere like Denmark or the Netherlands or France, anywhere you go, it's covered in solar panels, all of the shed roofs. And yet we haven't done that here. And I'm not into... Green bashing or any party bashing but it, it's just sad that the Green Party isn't a coalition government and yet they haven't managed to get it across the line that for example farmers could be paid for something like putting solar panels and generating electricity. it is electricity. due
2: to happen though isn't it? It's just the mechanics of it. has been
1: due to happen for I don't know how many years okay. at, at this stage and even I for me just personally putting up solar panels I could have got a forty percent grant, um, if I'd got, gone through the agricultural mechanisms for it, but then I wouldn't have been able to use it on the house, and I'm still not able to, you know, receive any. Any um any money for excess electricity? It just it doesn't make sense. Yes, we need to incentivise farmers, and I'm not interested in putting my head in the sand when it comes to carbon emissions. But there needs to be solutions there, and taking away a second car is just it's, it's ridiculous. We need concrete solutions, and that's not one of them. Uh,
2: Transport commentator Connor Faulkner is on the line as well. Like, is it fair though, Connor, to sorta uh, you know? Put the agricultural sector and uh, the householders who, you know, maybe have. It's not. A, I don't want to say it's a luxury to have two cars. For some, it's and you know, it's 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 such a something that they have to do to get around logistically. But like, is it fair to put the two kind of at odds with each other?
0: No, it isn't. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think today's story is disappointing. Um, on the second car thing, it is clearly not a realistic thing to say to people. There's an enormous financial disincentive right now, Andrea, to owning a second car. I mean, if people could ditch it, they would. But I reckon they,
2: they would. I'd say loads of people are considering getting rid of the second mm-hmm. car if they can, Connor. But it's are the practical measures there on the other end to enable them to do it?
0: They most certainly are not, and they particularly are not in rural Ireland. And I think everybody even looking at that headline will know that it's a bit of a kite, it's provocative, and as a policy, it's a non-starter. More broadly, though, and you touched on this, Andrea, it, it, it is not constructive or sensible to pitch agriculture against motorists, um, I, I, as if, you know, the win for one had to be a defeat for the other. Completely false. There's only 5 million of us in this small state. In a, a, a you know, a, we are all challenged. We're, we're in theory one of the most advanced countries in the world. We're struggling to meet even the minimum target commitments that we signed up to. And that's a major concern for us all. Now, defend the sectoral interest, if you like, the motor car, through electric cars and through technology, is actually making a tremendous amount of progress and that 's obviously a good thing. I mean the footprint from the private cars is getting smaller and smaller and smaller that's great it's a much more complicated issue in agriculture and um, I, I said before that when it comes to cars, five million people in Ireland were tiny were only a dot on a dot when it comes to agriculture. We're an important country and, and agriculture is very important to us. Uh, so you can't just throw out simple sound bites like, you know, you either cull the national herd or you get rid of all second cars. You know, not, Neither of those things are sensible as policies and neither of them really help in terms of Ireland collectively um, pulling on the same rope and, and achieving the, car, the targets we've committed to.
2: The point here, Hannah, though, from this listener is that, like, you know farmers are going to need to meet the emission targets I mean that's something that's going to have to happen I thought it was a 30% reduction it was actually it's the figure between
1: twenty-two and thirty percent is the figure, and they haven't decided on the final figure yet. That's expected to happen in, in the next in the next couple couple of weeks. It's it's imminent. But I mean, like the thing is, like I'm not interested in sticking my head in the sand on this as a, as a farmer, and that's why I went and paid for solar panels off my own back. You know, I didn't get I didn't get the forty percent grant grant for them because I I, I just I, I would have had to wait too long. Because even if I wanted to put over over half of the roof in solar panels. Once cover over half the roof in solar panels. I would have needed planning permission for my shed roof. That's ridiculous, okay. you know. And I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not interested in handouts. I'm not interested in, like I said, sticking my head in the sand. But we need concrete solutions, yeah, and we're okay. so far behind what's happening on the continent.
2: Just just on those concrete solutions, Seamus. Like if we're talking about forcing families to give up the second car, could we not change the language to perhaps encouraging them to do it and put options in place that would actually? I there must be loads of families out there with the cost of uh, fuel at the moment and the cost of running a car that would gladly absolutely, give it
3: up absolutely. There are loads of families who, if they could give up the second car in the morning, they would do so. It's expensive, it's adding to the extra cost in the household and uh, it's it's and they deep down rural families are the same as every other family. They don't want to be contributing to emission carbon, more carbon emissions either. so the solutions are all to do with, you know, making sure that the bureaucracy around alternatives is sorted. Even doing electric cars, you know, we still need a lot more charging points yeah. in the area. But also, there is still a wide gap in the cost of buying an electric car, given that the second car in a rural area is probably, you know, a 2005 car maybe, or even older, uh, just used for running around, terribly inefficient. So, yes. Yeah, but the bigger solution, instead of drip feeding uh, the country with these kind of announcements or flying kites, as Conor was saying, is to bring the whole uh, state, lot of stakeholders to one place and have Ireland's own climate summit. And start Okay. Out
2: well, perhaps, perhaps that's the that's the uh, the answer to this problem today. Listen, Seamus, thanks a million for joining us in the program. Uh, Seamus Boland there from Irish Rural Link. Connor Falkland, transport commentator. Hannah as well, journalist and farmer in Limerick. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com As always, email address if you want to get in touch with us. Sean Moncrief will be here next. Thanks a million to all of you who got in touch today. I'll be back at lunchtime live midday tomorrow.